T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. with us thanks as always Bill Michael show is on the air from uh, our good friends up there in Tomahawk all the way out to uh, our, our good friends out there in Rockville Illinois thanks so much for taking a listen to us on the network today we always always appreciate you listening to us and a lot to get to today uh, we're gonna uh, let's do this uh, before we do anything else let's bring in uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette talks to Hawks and Packers Alliance do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue what's next for the pack Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Getting us uh, ready for the Packers and Alliance coming up this weekend. Ryan, how you doing? Great, Bill. How's it going? We're doing well. Um, so is there anything that you would say off the top of your head is really concerning in this matchup with the Green Bay Packers, other than the fact that just going into Ford Field has never been an easy place to play? That's it. I mean, that, that, that's the thing right there. As Devontae Adams said yesterday, that the family version, the, the, the Lions must put some drowsy stuff in their air condition in the first half because they sleepwalk through every first half at Ford Field. They get to halftime. They revive themselves. They realize, oh, yeah, that's the Detroit Lions, and then they go out and stop them. And, that, and that's what it's been like the last few years now. And, and they want to avoid that this time. They, they want to do to the Detroit Lions what this team very much should do to the Detroit Lions, which is put them away early and keep them there. Uh, and so we'll see if they're able to do that. But it would be a break from history. And it's kind of interesting, you know, the way that Matt LaFleur uh, looked at the Lions. I mean, there's, there's two very separate, distinct ways to look at this team. Both are technically true. On one hand, this is a team in the Lions that is very much full-fledged into its coaching search. Darrell Bevel is the interim. Matt Patricia is gone. They need to hire a coach. It's very much where the Packers were two years ago. Uh, this is a team that, that, that is really very much looked on to 2021 and is focused on that coaching search. It's also a team, as Matt LaFleur said yesterday, that is a game out of the wild card. So 
coming off a big win uh, against the Bears that kept them still alive, and it was just a, a decent win. Uh, it, it, it's a team that they can't overlook. I mean, it's a team that's got playing with house money a little bit with an interim coach, and and they can't overlook this team. So it's going to be very interesting to see if they're able to do to what is a bad Detroit Lions team what a good Packers team should do to a bad Detroit Lions team. I, uh, I, I, I'm picking the Packers to win. I think they should win. I'm not going to say going away. I'm probably going to say something to the effect of maybe 30-24, something like that. But this is a team in which Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. This defense is going to get another good test. Uh, I want to see if the ascension of this defense, which they've played, I'm not going to say better, but more steady, uh, maybe a, a simpler, as, as you know, Zadaria Smith put it, a simpler game plan. Just kind of do what they do best and let them go. I want to see if that begins to flourish. Is there a specific matchup or a thing that you're looking for in progression for the Packers coming into and out of this game? Yeah, I want, I want to see what this defensive line, this defensive front does against Matthew Stafford as, as far as rushing and getting after him. You know, they had seven sacks last week against the Eagles, but the Eagles, everyone's sacking the Eagles. That offensive line is ravaged with injuries. Carson Wentz looks like a broken quarterback. He's not getting rid of the football. And Jalen Hurts is a rookie that just hasn't played. So that was an offense that you should have seven sacks against. They did that, and they did what they should do. But it is an offense that you should be able to get a lot of pass rush productivity it's going to be very interesting now against Matthew Stafford, who gets rid of the ball much quicker. He does not hold on to it the way that Carson Wentz does. If they can build off of last week and, and take it another step against a good quarterback with a quick release, it, we'll see if they're able to do that. But there's no question that that pass rush is really the, it's the bedrock of, of this defense. They, they need that pass rush to be the best defense that they can be um, because everything else builds off of that. So this is another week for them to build on it. Um, I look at uh, another big game for Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand why he would not have a big game. This is a defense that is susceptible. The secondary, uh, while they've tried over the years to bolster it, it has not been nearly as good as maybe they had hoped. Uh, I look for, again, uh, a show on turf. They're able to move the football pretty pretty well on turf, all except for that third quarter in the game against Indianapolis. The turf games have been pretty solid for them. I, I'm kind of anticipating the offense just to kind of keep hitting their stride, aren't you? I would think so. You know, it was, it was weird last year at Ford Field when Aaron Rodgers goes in with against a Lions pass defense that was ranked last in the league at the time and just didn't get anything going in that first half. I, I would imagine a very different reality on Sunday. I, I you know, this is a, this is an offense that dropped 42 points onto the Detroit Lions week two inside Lambeau Field. I think that this is this is a Lions defense that is very susceptible to to get scored on again, and I, I would think the Packers are able to do that. I uh, wanted to ask you about Kamal Martin. Now, I'm going to start there. We'll start with some of the position guys. G- give me your thoughts on the emergence of Kamal Martin. He's an athletic guy. You know, more athleticism than they've had on that second level in quite some time, and. He's got to stay healthy because he had the knee last year in Minnesota. Then he's got the knee earlier this year. Um, but for a guy who's missed quite a bit of football, he he looks really good for a rookie. I mean, he, he looks like he's he's you know he's got his feet underneath him. He's not swimming when he's on the field. Um, I think his pairing with Christian Kirksey has been impressive. You know, the Packers Brian Gutekunst they they, they 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 kind of continue what Ted Thompson uh, did for so long, and, and it's not a position that they're they're valuing with with the highest resources that they have. They're not going out there and drafting Patrick Queen in the first round. But 
this it's a position that Brian Gutekind's very much wanted to to add athleticism to, needed to add athleticism to, and it does seem like they've been able to do that. Uh, talk also about when you talk about up front, when you look up front with this team in the trenches and you want to see if they win in the trenches, is it just because of scheme, the way they've been moving guys around and what they're doing, or the simplification of what it is that uh, you Preston Smith, Zedary Smith, Kenny Clark asked for? Yeah, all, all of the above. You know, it, it'll be interesting if they're able to get a big lead on the Lions, which you would expect is, is certainly plausible. If Mike Pettin does what he did with a big a big lead against the Eagles, which was keep the pressure dialed up, continue to to send you know Raven Green obviously is now on injured reserve, but he they, he sent Raven Green a, a lot on blitzes even even with the game in hand um, last week. If, if he's still able to send blitzes uh, with 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 a big lead, I, I think it's just a mindset uh, and, and how that shifts into the schematics and and, and being aggressive. Uh, going after the quarterback, regardless of the score, and, and if they're able to do that, I mean that, that's when you put teams away. So I, again, I, I think it's just it's it's for this defense especially, it's so important that they have that pass rush clicking. It's how they generate big plays. It's how they generate turnovers. Um, so certainly, if if they're able to continue that, that that that's a big deal for this defense going into the final quarter of the season. Uh, I, I still, I mean, I love the secondary. I think, uh, you know, keeping Darnell Savage uh, healthy, keeping Kevin King healthy, uh, you know, if they get any, how good do you think this defense can be? You know what I mean? If they if they really start to, I, and again, I don't want to over, you know, I, I don't want to over pontificate about how good this defense could end up being, but I, 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 I get a sense that they can be a little bit better than this to do more to support the offense as they start to really effort into the postseason, you know? Here's the thing about this defense that just didn't make sense when it was struggling, especially early in the season. There's a lot of talent on this defense. And Mike Pettin, I know Packers fans have kind of had, had their wits in with him some, but, but Mike Pettin's a good defensive coordinator. He's not a bad defensive coordinator. He has a long, tra- successful track record as a good defensive coordinator in this league. So you've got a good defensive coordinator. You've got a talented group, on, really on all levels. Um, it, it, it never made sense that, that, that there was the struggles that, that, that we've seen. I, I think two things. One, it's playing four quarters. Because if you look at it situationally, when the game has been in, in doubt or in question in, in competitive moments, this Packers defense has mostly been pretty good. It hasn't finished games. And not, not just Mitch Trubisky and the Bears and giving up the touchdowns then or, or last week on fourth and 18. I mean, it, it's been a pretty common theme not being able to finish games especially with the lead and then even bigger than that and i think we all know this bill the 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 fatal flaw of this defense is it will will always continue to be stopping the run until it does until they can stop the run it's just not going to be as good as it can be and that's the thing they haven't done in two years and i don't know if they're ever going to do that and you look out ahead i don't know how they're tackling christian mccaffrey i don't know how they're tackling derrick henry um those are some that that's the real issue with this defense but as far as especially in the past game as, as far as the talent, the coordinator, th- this should not be a bad defense. It should uh, the, the floor for this defense should be average. Um, when you mentioned being able to stop the run, I mean, obviously you've got you know Dean Lowry, you've had Anthony Rush uh, added to this mix, uh, big body. Kingsley Kiki's been playing better as of late. Um, do they have enough up front, do you think, to be able to, you know, if, if say they pull out of this nickel and diamond? And has, has, well, let's do this. Has Mike Pettin, and I know we're running short on time, but has Mike Pettin ever explained why nickel and dime are kind of the live and die defenses? 
Yeah, I think that Mike Pettin, you know, when he said last year that you can you can fly to Miami a lot faster than you can run there, I think that that was very revealing of his defensive philosophical approach, which is that the, you know, he's a guy that defends the pass. You defend the pass first and then the run. Um, so if, if he needs to have more athleticism on the second level for the pass, he's going to do that. That's why athleticism at inside linebacker is so critical because now they can go with a big nickel, which they did against the Eagles. They can have two true inside linebackers on the field instead of three safeties. And the more they're able to do that, the easier from a personnel standpoint is going to be to stop the run because you just got more size. You need, right. you need speed, but you really need size to stop the run. And so if they're able to continue that shift, that, that could be very helpful long-term. Great stuff as always, Ron. Appreciate it, pal. And uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, take care. There you go. That is uh, that's our good buddy, right there, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. Eighty plus years. They've been doing it. Call them eight hundred forty four Pride, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Just like that, the holiday season is here. No matter what the holidays are that you celebrate in December, please remember to give the gift to farmers and refinery workers of Wisconsin by choosing Unleaded eighty eight at the pump. For your car, if it's newer than 2001, or uh, E85 for your flex fuel vehicle. Okay, I use it. I encourage everybody else to do the same. Reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas, replacing it with renewable corn ethanol, which is increased demand for that ethanol in the gasoline right now. It's helping all the workers right here in our own state and in our own backyard throughout the upper Midwest, okay? Talk about Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, you know, that whole upper Midwest area, all those farmers growing that corn for ethanol. Helps everybody. So for all of you out there in kind of the Bill Michaels universe, uh, give E85 a shot in your flex fuel vehicle, if you know what I'm talking about. If you got flex fuel badging on the back or on the gas cap, the green stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Or you can just simply choose unleaded 88 in your car or your truck. Uh, at the pump, it'll say 88 on the pump. And uh, you can start saving money there as well and burn less fossil fuel. If you want all the information, all you got to do is go to abetterfuel.org. Be, a, be an advocate. For the farmers right now, gosh knows they need it, right? Be an advocate for the farmers. Abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Don't get them girls loose. TJR. Don't get the world loose. You don't get money. Mr. Worldwide. But I do. I do. You don't get them girls loose. You don't get the world loose. You don't get money. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show on the air. Good to hear from Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Yeah, the uh, kind of a couple of things you want to circle coming into this contest is watching the trenches, uh, defensively speaking, for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, do they, uh, you know, create a consistent pass rush for Matthew Stafford? Do they continue win? Uh, is this defense, as far as points given up, continuing to stay uh, under 20 at, say, 19.6 or lower? Can they continue to do that? And going to turf, going to a dome, does the offense continue to thrive? You know, we're going to talk with Dan Miller, Lions radio play-by-play announcer from Fox 2 in Detroit. He is going to be coming up here in just a little bit. In the meantime, Aaron Rodgers, he reacts to the defensive players telling Mike Pettin to simplify the defense. Well, player-led teams are the are the best teams, in my opinion. Coaches aren't going to go out on the field and play for us. Now, they tried in Denver, I heard. They tried to get <laughs> one of those guys to, to sign them. 
which would have been really interesting. And I wish they had. I, it was, I was telling Tom actually how it reminded me of uh, hearing a story about an uh, emergency goaltender, I believe, is in the NHL the last year, the year before, who was just a local, a local dude who went out and, and got a win, uh, you know, in an NHL game because coming in and stopping some pucks. So that would have been fun. But I think it's important that the voices are heard in a respectful manner. Um, and that they're, you know, taken into account because we're the ones out there playing and we respect the time the coaches put in on the plan, the preparation that they do. Uh, but the most important thing is execution, not credit or guru status or any of that stuff. And when coaches have their players on the same page, man, some great things can be accomplished. And I, salute Mike for whatever changes uh, he felt like was necessary. Um, and I'm sure that knowing Z and just what a uh, first class guy he is and a professional, I'm sure, you know, it was said with uh, much respect. And those are the conversations that usually hit home. And those, those are when usually uh, the right decisions get made. And we have a good lines communication on offense. Um, real good leadership, and I'm, I'm proud of defensive guys for uh, for doing it the way they did. And I mean, they had seven sacks, so something obviously worked. So Rodgers was asked, "Look, uh, you know, we all know. I mean, the offense has been really flowing the last, uh, you know, well, last year it it was good. This year's really been good. And why has it gotten so much better? Why is this offense so much better in results under Matt Lafleur? I think it's a comfort for everybody in the offense. Uh, simplicity." even um and then you know guys making steps uh growing up and and uh, taking that uh, that next step into their development obviously we talked about robert um alan lazard obviously been hurt you know a good amount but uh, he does so many things for us marquez you know has really uh, become a more complete player this year i feel like um, and then the production we're getting from especially those two backs has been phenomenal uh, not just in the run game, but uh, receiving and, you know, the unsung heroes of the squad, uh, those uh, seven linemen, eight linemen who've played a lot for us uh, make, you know, all of our jobs easier. So I think, you know, in general, and Ryan, I've talked about this, you know, a lot of Wednesdays and I'll continue to, I really feel like uh, that we did make some things a little simpler this year and everybody's in their second year at the same time. So it becomes more simple because it's uh, more readily on your mind. It's easier to put a picture to a, a thought, to a play. And I think that's helped all of us kind of play a little bit faster this year. Uh, Rogers talks about the progress. I mean, Devontae Adams and Robert Tanyan, they have really come on. Robert Tanyan specifically, we knew Devontae Adams was good. But he specifically discusses what those two have done contribution-wise over the last couple of years. Yeah, I would say they have similar traits um, and traits that I think great competitors have. You know, I think Roberts had a really nice, nice season, but you knew it early on. And I was working with them. I believe it coincided with uh, coming back from an injury for me. Uh, his development has been aided in part by the guys he's been able to be around. And he would be the first one to tell you that, I think. But being able to be around Jimmy Graham, and Mercedes Lewis has been really important for him. And I think picking up uh, the habits, preparation habits, 
and in how to be a pro, I think has been so important. He's always had the confidence. And I think once he got his body kind of felt comfortable in his body, you know, with the weight that he's carrying, I think you've seen him really uh, take off in all phases of what it means to be a tight end. I'm not surprised by, you know, uh, some of his workout partners in the off season, uh, when you're around guys like that, can't help but, uh, um, I think, pick up some of the things that make those guys great. It's fun to, to uh, see him uh, with so many touchdowns this year um, and a lot of the hard work that he's put in come to fruition. That's always the tough thing for professionals is we're, you know, so uh, critiqued and judged uh, a lot of times on the stats and certain guys or certain situations, you might not have the numbers that reflect the way that you're playing, uh, but it is nice for Robert to, I feel like have the stats that back up the progress that he's made. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet with Devante uh, because I've talked a lot about him. He is a phenomenal player. He is as good as they come. Uh, I don't want, I wouldn't want to throw to anybody else. Uh, I have so much love and respect for him as a person, the way he carries himself, his demeanor, his competitiveness, uh, his focus, the plays that he makes on the field, uh, the way that uh, he communicates with me, the respect that he shows me, the respects that he earns from myself and our and our team every single day. Um, he is one of a kind, very unique player, unique person. And I'm so thankful to have him on our squad. I have his back. Uh, 100% in everything that he does and says. He's a man of his word. He's a man of high integrity and high class. And uh, I'm better because of him uh, as a person and as a quarterback. There you go. That's about as high a praise as you can possibly give one other you know, teammate and friend. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does discuss how Matt LaFleur's offense, look, uh, we know – his accuracy has gone up. I mean, he's like almost 69 or over 69% when it comes to accuracy and throwing the ball. And that's not even including some of the drops that he's had this season. But he talks about how Matt LaFleur's offense has helped him improve his accuracy, even throwing when he's on the run to his left. I do enjoy how much we move the pocket. You know, it's not always on the run stuff, but we do a lot of uh, a lot of action stuff that gets me into different launch points. I feel like I've always been – uh, been good throw on the run either way. I think going back to high school, if you look at just the straight fundamentals that we used to work on when we ran counter boot pass spot four in uh, my Pleasant Valley Viking offense, um, the coaching points was always point your shoulder right at the target and you're like running downhill with your shoulder at the target. And that's actually not the best way to throw on the run. Uh, what I learned over the years and, and honed over many off seasons working with Tom Clements on the least, my least favorite drill in the history of off season drills, the bag drill, um, where you drop and run over the bags at full speed, do a slight bow at the, at the end of uh, basically the hash bow out to the numbers and throw a deep comeback. Uh, what you learn on that is how fast you can run and flip your hips at the last minute to be able to throw an accurate pass. And I, I do credit and, and appreciate Tom and all the guys who we did that with, from Tom Arth to Dalton Bell, Jerry Babb, Paul Thompson, Ingle Martin, just to name a few of the old ones, uh, the older guys that were a part of that QB school. But that was really important in my development of just kind of honing those fundamentals 
and learning how I could run at full speed right or left and still throw an accurate ball. And it really comes down to the timing of flipping your hips and shoulders and harnessing uh, the speed in order to throw an accurate football. And then Aaron Rodgers, he uh, was given some high praise. I mean, Brett Favre, in case you didn't know, said Aaron Rodgers, uh, the best player in NFL history, or maybe the best player in NFL history. And Aaron Rodgers reacts to that compliment. Uh, when it comes to Favre, you know, I, I love Favre. He's, he's such an interesting, unique guy as well. Um, he, you know, he shoots from the hip. So, you know, he's, he kind of says what's on his mind all the time. It's fun to, to be back in touch with him and, uh, to have that friendship and that kinship, uh, and I appreciate anything that he says. You know, I think a lot of times there, there, there's comparisons, you know, made about players that play today compared to past players. I think it's so hard to compare players from different eras. I think it's maybe, you know, a greater uh, compliment when you talk about certain guys who can play in other eras. And I've always felt like uh, that I've – I could be one of those guys. Farby for sure is a multi-generational type of player, you know, with his toughness and the way that he played. I was just talking to Ravel today about some of the lessons that I learned uh, around him over the years. And obviously I picked up a lot of things. I'm not sure how many guys are still rocking the, the single chin strap as well and, and no mouthpiece, but um, I do pride myself on my toughness because I got to see uh, the Ironman in person for three years. So there you go. That was uh, the single chin strap and the, the, the mouth mouthless piece, so to speak. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers talking to the media yesterday. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. When we come back, Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions. Dan is going to join us. Good buddy, good friend of the, uh, the program. We're going to talk with him about what's going on over there in the Motor City. That is next on the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. glad you are with us thanks so much the bill michael show we continue on glad to have you as always on this beautiful day in which it's going to reach the upper 40s and it's uh, blue skies very little wind but yet we wait for the great white death to hit us here in the uh, the coming next uh, 24 48 hours in the meantime if you're going to be hunkered down this weekend which most likely you will be since we're not going over to detroit to the motor city to watch this thing in person uh you got the packers and the lions coming up on Sunday afternoon, and to talk more about the Lions side of things, Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Dan, how you been? I'm good, Bill. How you doing? We're doing well. So, life after Matt Patricia. Um, you know, you get a win last week. Uh, kind of a weird way to get a win, but nevertheless, had to be uh, an uplifter for Daryl Bevel and for the guys uh, on that team. Yeah, we're unbeaten. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you know, um, look. I think they needed to just let some air out of the balloon. Uh, it had gotten tough around here with all the questions that were being asked and uh, the players were getting the questions, you know, how much longer do you think your coach has? Do you think your coach should be fired? Is your coach a good leader? All those things. So 
you know, when the Lions made the decision to move on, I think it allowed everybody to exhale a little bit. That doesn't, you know, take you from a football team with, with some significant problems to being, you know, a contender in, in five days. But I think you saw a team that was out there playing a little bit looser. They were fighting for their head coach, and they found a way to get it done. It wasn't pretty. The first half was pretty ugly, to be exact. But um, they found a way. Uh, you could see their emotion after the game, what it meant to them. And I think it was just a chance for them to, you know, reap some of the benefits from all the work they put in. Because that, that's that's really the bottom line I think it's missed sometimes. I don't care if you're, you know, rolling like the Packers or, or struggling like the Jets or, the, or, you know, somewhere in the middle like the Lions. These guys work their tails off, man. And it's strange circumstances. And uh, any year they're, they're in there grinding. And, and just to get a little bit of satisfaction out of it means a lot. So I guess uh, were the rumors true? Do you know after uh, you know they made the change that there was this? I don't want to say applause or sigh of relief or what have you, but it seemed like maybe the situation had just run its course, and some guys were kind of like, okay, kind of a new lease on life. Yeah, not a lot of guys are, are going to say that publicly, but I, I do think that there was a sense of I, I think because it was just trending in the wrong direction, you you needed to do something to just kind of let everybody breathe a little bit. I do think, look, there were people that did not like Matt Patricia's style and did not enjoy playing for him. There are people that really do like playing for him a lot and, and guys that followed him here. And some guys that are, were, were brought here by him that, that do like playing for him. But um, all that stuff is exacerbated by losing and, and all, none of that stuff gets talked about a lot. If you're winning, but when you're losing, it all has a much brighter light on it, and I think that's what you got. So there's no doubt that, that you know, he ruffled some feathers in there and got rid of some guys, and some guys that were still here uh, might not have been thrilled with the way that he did things. But, again, I think it really goes back to results, and I think it goes back to the fact that they just weren't winning games. And when that's the case, everything is going to, you know, just be a little bit more sensational and a little bit more – dramatized if you will but uh, the results weren't there for him they weren't there for the team so uh, this was one that kind of felt like it was coming for a while um defensively speaking Aaron Rodgers has been on fire so when you look at the defense of this Detroit Lions team you know Matt LaFleur's offense led by Aaron Rodgers has just been rolling I, I you know I guess the question is what do you do to slow it down well they're gonna have to play the best game of the year I mean that's that's goes without saying the lions will have to play their best game of the year defensively to be in there in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the, the other option is that, you know, you get into a shootout and it's, it's, you know, 44, 43, but uh, you know, the offense has not really shown a ton of consistency this year. It's been really good at times, but consistency has been the thing that's missing. So I think it's it's more than likely they're just going to have to find some way to put together an effort that we really haven't seen from them yet. Uh, they're beat up defensively. We'll see which players they get back. But even when they've been at full strength, they've had a tough time stopping the run. Uh, they've had a tough time pressuring the passer. And, you know, Rodgers is one of those guys that, you know, number one, he's tough to find. He gets out of there. He's, he's very, very good at sensing, you know, which way to go. He's terrific when he's off schedule, and if you want to blitz him, he'll kill you. So it's like pick your poison, and I think that's what the Lions are going to have to do. They're going to have to come up with, with some way to, you know, just deal with 
everything that Rodgers brings. And, oh, yeah, on top of that, Aaron Jones went for 168 last time they played. So, um, look, this team has really struggled defensively. That's not, you know, news to anybody. So to think that you're going up against a guy who's got, what, 36-4 and right now, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to figure some things out that you haven't done yet this year. I was going to say, when uh, you look at kind of these teams together, the last time they met, Aaron Jones had a really solid uh, solid game. The dynamic of now a run game, a true legitimate run game uh, with Green Bay, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it obviously takes the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers, but how difficult does all of that now, in your eyes, become to defend when they have become a little more dynamic? And then you've got the emergence of a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Alan Lazard and Robert Tanyan, and it's not just him and Devontae Adams anymore. Oh, it's huge. And I, I think that's what every team around the league is looking to do is find balance. Even as good as Rodgers is, you know, sometimes less Rodgers is more because you're running the ball and you're, you're effective in that way. I mean, we've been talking about that here since Matthew Stafford walked in the door is finding some way to get him a, a rushing attack. They've been better than 23rd in the league in rushing one year since he's been here. And it's just never happened where he's been able to turn around and hand to somebody and, and have good things happen. So, and I've always said, Less Matthew Stafford would be more Detroit Lions, and that's not a slam on Matthew. That's just trying to make his job easier so that this team isn't on his back all the time like it has been for the most part during his career. But I, I think we were talking the other day, and, and the Lions beat the Bears on Sunday, and the final touchdown came on a, a handoff to Adrian Peterson. And I was trying to think, in all the Matthew Stafford comebacks, which is like 30 or 31 right now or something like that, I'm trying to remember if he's ever handed the ball off for a winning touchdown. I swear it's always been right. him throwing it because they've never really been able to count on a running game. So um, it, it's it's a long way of saying it is huge. It makes Rodgers so much more dangerous if that's even possible. And on top of that, Jones is just such a terrifically talented player that it just defenses really uh, just have to respect everything that Green Bay is capable of doing. Um, you've got uh, every year we talk about the secondary, you talk about the defense, they're bolstering it. They pick a coot up this year. Uh, Tracy Walker a few years back. I mean, they, you know, I, I'm just kind of looking at some of the guys, Everson Griffin, uh, Griffin comes over. They keep trying to bolster the defense. What has been the defensive problem? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, in the two and a half years that Matt Patricia was here, they were good for about eight games defensively. And they were really good for those eight games. It was at the end of 2018. They had just picked up Snacks Harrison from the Giants. He came in, run defense just clicked. And they were a top 10 defense for the last half of that season. And everybody thought they would hit the ground running in 2019. Uh, he was hurt. Mike Daniels was hurt. Trey Flowers didn't play much in training camp and, and started the season slowly, and it just never got off to a good start. So I, I think it's been talent. I think it's been injuries. Um, and, and I think, you know, the Matt Patricia scheme never clicked here. It just never happened for all the good stuff that he did in New England, and he deserves every bit of the accolades that he got uh, for what he did with the Patriots. It never worked here. Uh, except for that very short window. And if you look at it, the Lions more often than not, you know, bottom third of the league in defense, run, pass, all that stuff, except for that one short period. So, you know, scheme, 
talent, injuries, I think all of it has added up to them struggling on that side of the ball. The one thing that uh, them and the Packers are not very good at, this is not going to be a game in which you, you would expect a lot of turnovers. Uh, the Detroit Lions sitting at 25th, the Packers at 23rd. These two teams just don't create those turnovers, so I can't imagine that being a big uh, big turning point in this contest. And Matt or Dan, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I certainly appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to the game on Sunday and see what happens, man. I appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for a little while, okay? Thanks, Bill. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks. You too, buddy. There you go. Dan Miller, a good friend and a friend of the show, been coming on a long, long time with us and hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. And yeah, Matt Patricia has just – he was never able to – he came over as kind of the defensive guru. He was going to be a guy that came over, bolstered that defense, and was going to support Matt, Matt Matthew Stafford and they were going to pick up the right pieces to be able to make that offense go, and it was going to take off. And it just it never – what they wanted to do was what um, the Vikings did, where the Vikings said, we don't have a great offense, but we're going to get a smash-you-in-the-mouth defense, and that's going to take us to a championship. And unfortunately, they only got – well, fortunately for Packers fans, but for unfortunately for Minnesota fans, they've only been able to get to an NFC championship game and just weren't able to get over that hump because they just didn't have enough offense to do it. And – in a in a game in which it's quarterback driven and offense is, is king, it just it's never materialized in either facet for the Detroit Lions. Packers coming up with them uh, Sunday afternoon. We uh, had him on. Dan Miller joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. Eighty plus years they've been doing it. Call them eight hundred forty four Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers head to Detroit this weekend to face the Lions. Two of the Packers players, tight end Jay Sternberger and wide receiver Equinemia St. Brown, are going through the concussion protocol after Sunday's win over the Eagles. Now, despite the Lions' 5-7 and seven record, they seem to be re-energized after Matt Patricia was fired. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Certainly they're a team that's right in the thick of this thing right now. They're a game back within the wild card and you just watch the effort and you see the mentality that they displayed versus the Bears when it wasn't looking great for them and the fact that they battled back on the road and won a big football game. I think that tells you all that you need to know. Jordy Nelson was on the Bill Michaels show and was asked what he sees when he watches Aaron Rodgers play this season. It's fun to watch him and Devontae and the chemistry that they have formed over the last handful of years and it's at an all-time high right now those two when they're on the same page and playing well they make it look extremely extremely easy even though you know it's not and Devonte adams was asked why have the lions been a tough team to beat when they play them in the dome at ford field i have no idea i don't know it's like uh, it might be in the in the AC that they got in there. They might be putting something in the AC, like a little bit like some drowsy shit or something. Since like 2015, we haven't done well in the first half, and we got to come out and try to save our butts by playing as hard as possible in the second half. That's Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. It's the air conditioning. It's the air conditioning. There you go. They're putting something in the air conditioning. Something's blowing around in there. It's making us just walk through things and stagger through things in the first half of that contest. Good stuff from Mike Clemens. Good stuff from Devontae Adams. Uh, hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Massage Envy, Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer going on right now. Customized facial, just 60 bucks. 
you can buy $110 in gift cards and uh, get a free hour of service. Call them, 262-786-5060. That's 262-786-5060. News yesterday broke that uh, LSU, by the way, is going to forgo participating in a bowl game this season. They're they're imposing a postseason ban on bowl games. Uh, They're adding to the list of self-imposed sanctions. It stems from the NCAA's investigation into improper booster payments to its football players. Okay, the school talked about this yesterday. Uh, well, really last night. It's look, they're three and five. It's not like they're undefeated. They're three and five. They have two games remaining on their schedule. They could have still gone to a bowl game, even if they finished under five hundred, because of the way the rules have been changed this year via the NCAA because of COVID. But uh, so yeah, you're three and five. You know, and that's even to say that you're still going to be able to play in a bowl game because of COVID. So they're kind of like, eh, we'll we'll go ahead and bow out this year. We'll bow out. Well, it's a great gesture, and you're going to pontificate about complete, you know, compliancy and such. But uh, the bottom line is that they're saying, hey, this year's a scrub anyway. Let's just bow out of this year. We'll give up what little money there probably is, and we'll come back at it, you know, ready next year. Now remember, they're charged with what's considered to be like a level three violation involving Odell Beckham Jr. Remember that. Uh, when he was – and he's not allowed at the fo- football facilities or anything like that for a couple of years. Remember last year during the national title game when Joe Burrow and everybody are smoking cigars and the players are in the middle of the field and Odell Beckham Jr. is throwing cash at them and they're all grabbing cash? Yeah, it's it stems from that. It goes a little bit deeper, but, yeah, it's uh, – it, it was like, what are you thinking? Throwing money – on TV, what are you thinking throwing money out there at those guys? Well, you know – so, I mean, I understand the jubilation and the joy and such for winning a national title, but it is what it is. They've had other problems down there. I mean, uh, Bergeron has really had to – he's had to fend off his critics this year, everything from sexual assault allegations to improper benefits for, you know, for players. But, yeah, LSU, It's while it's a gesture and they're going to talk about compliancy, it's, you know, bowing out of this year is, you know – it's not a huge gesture or a give up, if you know what I mean. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up. More of the Bill Michaels Show. Do the Lions scare you at all? Right after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 